This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Martin Lee, Technical Lead of Security Research for Talos UK. We're here to discuss, are businesses ready for the gathering cyberstorm? Thank you for joining us, Martin. Well, thank you. It's a great pleasure to talk to you and to your listeners as well. You're most welcome, sir. Can you tell us about your role at Talos? Talos is Cisco's threat intelligence and security research organization. And uh, I realize it's now 20 years since I've been working in, in cybersecurity, initially um, hunting for threats, so trying to hunt down the bad guys and protect systems against cyber attacks. And more recently, over the past few years, doing more of the communication side and make, just making sure that people are aware of what actually we mean by cybersecurity, what are the dangers out there, and then most importantly, what you can do to protect yourself and your systems against attack. For a lot of businesses, there is that constant threat of reading in the newspapers about people being compromised and money being taken and hard drives being held hostage. There's a lot of this going on, but also there's this new term that's come about called cyberstorm. Can you explain what a cyberstorm is and how it poses a threat to businesses? Essentially, a, a cyberstorm, it's that collision that we have happening now between the new ways that we're using technology, especially with, with hybrid working, and those cybersecurity risks, both coming together to mean that we we do have this possible disruption to to our lives through cybersecurity. If you think back, so it's now three years since lockdown, and you think just how much the world of work has has changed in that time with with many of us working remotely, if not full time, then um, then part time. So we've got this very rapid change in in the way that all of us are using our lives. I mean, technology is becoming an increasingly important part of both our personal lives as well as our professional lives. Yet, as we find in our cybersecurity readiness index, um, 60% of security professionals are reporting that they've had a, a cybersecurity incident in the last 12 months, and 41 of those cost at least half a million dollars. So we're using technology more and more. Um, we're using technology more and more in connected systems, which is all good. But at the same time, we're also creating these new opportunities for criminals to cause damage and to steal from us. Perfect example I was talking about yesterday. Uh, yesterday I happened to be in the East End of London talking to uh, to an audience, and I don't. Uh, you, you've got to remember the Sweeney from uh, from the nineteen seventies, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, I do remember the Sweeney. That was my father's favourite TV program. He loved. I it. loved it. I loved it. I was a kid. I wasn't allowed to watch it, but I love watching it. And you know, you, you can watch it now. And there's the villains, and they're turning up, screaming in their in their cortina, tires screeching. They've got the the stockings over the head. The saw enough shotgun and they're going to rob a bank and you know you look at this now and it's like this isn't how bank theft happens anymore um one the banks are no longer on the high street already so that you know the turn up is going to be an artisan cafe instead of a bank <laughs> um secondly even if they could find a bank there isn't really going to be the cash there if you want to rob banks these days it's all online um and so the criminals have moved their operations and updated their business models and way of working away from these these traditional old-fashioned ways into new ways. So all we're seeing is the same kind of, of criminals conducting similar criminal practices of stealing money, but like everything in life, it's all moved online. 
You mentioned the Cisco Cybersecurity Readiness Index. What is it and how is it conducted? So this was a framework that we've published very, very recently. Looking at best practices, I mean, kind of the frustrating thing is we, we know how to protect yourselves against cyber attack. This, this, isn't, this isn't a completely unknown problem. We know how to do it. And in this index, we've gone out and we've asked almost 7,000 cybersecurity professionals in the private sector across the globe to self-score their organisations against the five fundamental pillars of, of cybersecurity. So the protection of identity, protection of devices, the network, and also the application workloads, uh, and also the data that they have. And looking at how many of these organizations are mature in their in their categories, how many are working towards being mature, i.e. They're, they're in a progressive score, but then also those that are barely off the starting line in a formative phase of their cybersecurity posture, and also those who are very, very much at the beginners. So yeah, it's a it's a framework of comparing where private sector industry is now compared with best practices of how we know you should be if you really do want to have a mature cybersecurity posture. And you mentioned cybersecurity. How much do businesses typically lose due to a cybersecurity incident? Oh, it all depends. It all depends on the on the size of the business and also what you have to lose. You know, one of the things I always say to businesses where I talk about it is, is think about what your crown jewels are within your organization. And I think everyone knows what that is. And, and whether you're a micro business, those crown jewels could well be your customer records. It could well be your order book. It's going to be very, very different if you're working in financial services, if, if you're a bank or something. But every organization has something which is very valuable to them. And then consider, well, how much would it be worth if someone disrupted those crown jewels or took them away from you so you no longer had access? You know, what effect would that have on your business? Or also, what might the fines be? And when you start totting it up, and there are studies out there that look at this in great detail, um, it can be very, very, very expensive indeed. And all the more sad for uh, many small businesses, cyber incident may well take them down and um, and force them to cease trading. So it, it's so important to think about this in advance and just get the right protection in place. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be expensive, but you do need to have the right, the right protection in place. So what steps can businesses take to increase their cybersecurity readiness? And what does Talos do to help? Okay, well, so when we looked at the study and when we looked at businesses, actually we found that only 15% of organizations globally actually had that mature level of preparation against attacks. Yet, 82% of cybersecurity professionals expected a cybersecurity incident that would disrupt their business over the next 12 to 24 months. So there's, it's, I mean, I find it so interesting. There's this gap between having the necessary protections in place and being aware that actually there's this danger. So it's kind of like rabbit in the headlights moment. Everyone knows what the danger is and only 15% globally are actually confident that, yeah, they're going to be going to be right about this. Um, in between, we have a spectrum of activity. There will certainly be organizations that are well on the way to becoming mature and they know what it is that they need to do. There will also be, yeah, those um, rabbit in the headlight 
organizations that are just stuck and don't know where to start. What we've put in place in this framework is really for organizations to consider their protection against these fundamental pillars. So having that device protection so that you've got the necessary endpoint protection so that that's covered. Actually, interestingly, um, not too long ago, we did some research asking the Information Commissioner's Office about um, what was the largest source of the threats that were reported or the largest source of breaches of data that were reported to them. And interestingly, there are far more data loss incidents due to people leaving their laptops on the train or have it stolen out of their car than there are due to ransomware. Ensuring your um, uh, data protection, that you know what data that you have, you're protecting personal data appropriately. Part of that is also managing identities, that you know who has access to that data and you're able to identify your users, verify that they are who they say that they are, or who they pretend to say that they are, and making sure that they have appropriate access. And then as our use of cloud applications and hosting everything in the cloud expands, we also need to think about that network security. How are we securing those connections between our endpoint devices and the cloud and all these systems that we use? And then for many organizations who are developing software and developing applications that are hosted in the cloud that others are using, managing the workload of those systems so that you know if your cloud applications are being overloaded or where the choke points and weak points are that you need to act on now. So, you know, oiling those gears in your application, know where the squeaky gears are so that you can oil it, so you can grease it, and so that you can keep everything um, everything working. It sounds like it's the way to go, but there are going to be a few companies or smaller businesses are going to say, we're in a cost of living crisis, we're right smack dab in the middle of it how are we going to be able to afford this it sounds expensive it's not necessarily expensive it does all depend on the business um of course as a cybersecurity professional myself i would love everyone to spend their last penny on cybersecurity and live in this perfectly <laughs> secure world um however yeah realistically one that, that it's never going to happen and two it's actually not appropriate what we need organizations to do is 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 think about what they have what the, what do you have at risk you know what could actually go wrong here and then putting in the necessary solutions so that you can protect yourself against that risk of what could possibly go wrong. Um, so as part of that, I mean, the first layer of protection is making sure you've got some level of protection in there. You know, for goodness sake, make, make sure that you've got antivirus or endpoint protection on your laptops. Cisco, we'd be delighted to sell you endpoint protection, but we also have open source free protection, which is available, which you, which you can download. Um, which certainly if you're a micro business is, is infinitely better than nothing. It won't give you that level of visibility and management of the paid version, but it's better than nothing. We also need to have those systems in place so that if something does go wrong, you can detect that and respond appropriately. And that third figure is very much that one of response. There's enough case studies now. There's enough headlines out there. We know the types of threats that organizations are likely to be to be faced with. What I'd ask your, your, your listeners is, is consider what could possibly go wrong in your own organization. You know, what could a criminal do based on 
on the types of things that you've seen happen to other um, businesses in the same sector or other businesses that are hitting the headlines in the wrong way and consider what would it need to take to be able to respond appropriately so that you can recover from that swiftly with a minimum of interruption to your to your business and rehearse it just rehearse 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 and rehearse so that when the bad day comes and bad days do happen we know exactly what to do most importantly we know exactly who to call and the external help that we need so that an emergency situation where things are going wrong doesn't need to be incredibly disruptive and incredibly expensive we've got everything prepared in advance we know what to do we can respond get the business back on their on their feet very very quickly we talked about cost earlier what are some of the other common misconceptions that businesses have about cybersecurity um, I think the most common uh, uh, misconception is it needs to be difficult or complicated. It doesn't. Indeed, one of the interesting things that we see from um, the Cybersecurity Index is that the businesses that tend to have the most mature protections are actually medium-sized businesses. Um, and also, interestingly, uh, tend to be in, in less mature markets. And it's the larger organizations in more mature economies that, according to our study, have the least mature security posture, which is possibly due to technical debt, that they're living with systems that have been put in place maybe decades ago, and they've sort of had security bolted on, whereas those smaller and certainly medium-sized businesses are actually best placed because they're more agile, because they're building cloud-native systems, they're building the security into their systems as they're growing, and as such, they're actually in a much much better place to resist cyber attack and also to respond or recover from cyber attacks than maybe larger organizations. So it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be expensive, but it does have to be done. And the earlier that you're doing it and the earlier that you're architecting cybersecurity um, into the systems that you're, that you're developing, the better placed you will be. How do you see the future of cybersecurity evolving in maybe the next five to 10 years? What I would really, really like to see is a democratization of cybersecurity and giving everyone the tools that they need so that they can protect the systems and the data which are important to them. And I think, you know, as a, as a consumer m m myself, I really want to know that my personal data is, is protected and I would love to have more tools at my uh, disposition so that I can, I can do that. I'd also like to see organizations and again, valuable personal data being lifted above the digital poverty line. You know, we don't want to have organizations and uh, uh, you know, my data about my life being held in systems that's below that digital poverty line without that necessary investment in cybersecurity and without that necessary protection. And I really think that you know, we can move towards uh, a more secure society where um, everyone's taking responsibility um, for their place in our society, securing their systems, securing their networks, um, so that we can all you know, build together this, this wonderful connected world and future that we're building. And again, just look at the progress we've made over the past three years. The world is changing security or uh, technology is, is, is changing and we need to do this enable it and make sure that it's secure so finally where can our listeners on podcast radio business get more information 
A very good place to start is actually looking at the advice coming from trusted organisations such as the NCSC. So this is part of the government. They're a branch of GCHQ. They publicise and make available some very, very good advice to businesses of all sizes about what it is that they need to do to secure themselves. Also on our own website, so certainly uh, Cisco makes available a lot of information about cybersecurity and the um, types of, of applications and ways and tools that you can secure ourselves, secure yourself. Us within the security um, research and threat intelligence community, we have our own blog, blog.talosintelligence.com, where we publicize um, some fairly technical information about the threats that are, that are out there. But my advice for any business really is get the basics right. You know, if you invest in getting the basics right, you'll be in a very, very good position to start building additional cybersecurity capabilities, know your own business, know what your crown jewels are, and make sure you've got the necessary protection around around that. A very good place to start. Ask yourself what could possibly go wrong here, and then make sure that that thing is less likely to happen, less damaging if it did happen, and then you're more likely to be able to get back on your feet faster if it did happen. And if you can do that, you're going to be in a very, very good position, very, very good place indeed. Martin Lee, Technical Lead of Security Research, Talos UK. Thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thank you. You're most welcome.